Please turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Praise God. We are doing new beginnings. I'm, I'm calling this new beginnings. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's our New Year's message for 2023. Uh, and I just want to spend a few moments talking about new beginnings. And as much as we might have accomplished in the previous year, with the help of God, of course, amen, there will always be those things that, you know, we could just hit the reset button on. Who knows what I mean? <laughs> you look back and think, dear God, <laughs> okay? And we just wish we could start anew. If that's you, you come to the right place. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Apostle Paul had to deal with this same issue in his life. Remember again that he persecuted the church, murdered Stephen. Boy, he had a lot of blood on his hands. And he needed a, a revelation. He needed a brand new start. And so he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. And he says, if anyone is in Christ, do you know you are in Christ? Say, I am in Christ. Okay, you are in Christ. If you are in Christ, then this verse is for you. If you're not, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's, you know, sometimes we just read these things and we kind of speed read through it. But these are truths. Just like it says, you know, if, if, if there's an emergency, open the hatch and jump out. You don't just read the thing as the plane's catching on fire and go, oh, look at that, it's a sign. This verse is telling us something that is truthful, that if applied to our lives will have an incredible effect. And that's the thing with the Word of God. We need to receive it, and we need to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Amen? Because you are blessed in your doing. Hallelujah. And so he says, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation, a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, he says, look and see. That's what behold means. Behold isn't a religious word that says, mm, behold because I don't know what else to say right now. And then I'll say, <laughs> no. Behold, he's literally, look and see. He's saying, open your eyes. He says, behold, all things have become new. And I really love the next part of verse 18. It should have been stuck together, I reckon, in verse 17. He says, all things are of God. Notice the, the two times he says all things. All things have become new, and all things are of God. Both times he says all things. They're new and of God. Hallelujah. We'll look, we'll look at it more in a minute. So as we begin our new year, let's do it with the knowledge that first of all, this is the most important thing, is that we are now in Christ. We're not apart from Christ. We are in Christ. And what does that mean? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, the same, the same apostle that wrote Corinthians wrote Colossians, and he says, For you died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. So I want you to notice something else now. When you're in Christ, you're also in God. Your life is hidden with Him in God. Are you, are you seeing something here? So we are in Christ. Christ is in God. Therefore, we're, we are in God. Hallelujah. Do you know what that means? It means that for the devil to get a hold of you, he's got to go through God to get to you. Amen. Did you get that? But only if you stay in God. Only if you stay there. A lot of, you know, a lot of Christians just run out. And they usually run out naked. They don't put on the armor of God. 
You know, they're just out there and things happen and they go, what happened? God said, you ran out. You're meant to stay in here. Where is here? We're going to talk about that today as well. But first, <laughs> let's go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I just want to give you some scriptures today. Is that okay? I'm not doing deep and meaningful studies today. I'm doing fast and furious scriptures. Okay, you guys need some stuff. You just need some gas in your tank. So this is what, uh, that's what, that's what you're getting today. I'm filling up your tank. Okay, hallelujah. Now we'll get back to the deep and meaningfuls next week. This is all meaningful, isn't it? It may not be deep, but it is meaningful. Hallelujah. Praise God. But some days we just need this man. It says in Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. And then he says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So not only are we in Christ, but now Christ lives in us as well. It is no longer our life, but it is now his life. If Christ lives in you, then it is his life in us. Amen. Amen? And he says, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. I really love that phrase, I live by faith. And by faith in what? The Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. It's good to have faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? The one that died for you will stand up and fight for you. Amen? You don't ever have to be alone. You don't ever have to say, God, where are you? <laughs> right? He never left you. He promised he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? So he's never, ever left. We walk away. We turn away. But he's still there. We don't see him because we've got our back to him. We need to turn around. All you need to do is turn around and he's right there. Hallelujah. He says... I know, <laughs> I love everything in this verse. He says, I live by faith in the Son of God. And he says, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, this is where it all comes back to. His love for us. Why do we do anything that we do? Because we love him. Do you know why we love him? Because he, the Apostle John says in 1 John, because he first loved us. When we were horrible and running and doing our own thing. <laughs> He loved us and, and pursued us. Hallelujah. And for, for those of us who turned around and said yes, a new life began. Praise God. You know, I just always, there's this, this mentality out there that, you know, God's just standing there and he's like expects you always to come to him. And do you know the whole story of the prodigal son tells a whole nother story. It says that the moment that the child started to come back, the father ran to him. You know, we always see God as just, oh, I'm just all upset and annoyed and <laughs> mean, like I haven't had any sleep, <laughs> you know, and, and just grumpy all the time. He isn't. You know, even when, when the son did all the wrong things and suddenly realized, you know, as a servant in my father's house, know this son and servant, Old Testament servants, we are now sons. Okay, he said, even as a servant in my, in my father's house is better than where I am right now. And see, so he goes back to be a servant. 
Some of us, we do things and we mess up so much. We, you know, we have in our heart to say, God, we don't, we don't deserve to be your children anymore. I'm a horrible child. I'm just coming back as one of them Old Testament saints and just be a servant to you. A bond slave. No, you know, whatever, man. Forget about the, you know, the, all the privileges of sonship. Just want to come back as a servant because I know at least in your house I'm safe and I'll be fed and I'll be looked after. And with that mentality, he comes back and the father runs to him, puts his robe on him and a ring on his finger. He re-adopts him back into the family. And he says, my son who was dead has come back. That's how the father sees us. That's the love that the father has for us. Jesus said, those who have been forgiven a little, love a little. Those who have been forgiven a lot, love a lot. This is at the Pharisee's house. Because <laughs> the Pharisee is looking down his nose. <laughs> we must not be that way either. Anyway, but I want you to notice, you know, I said to you before, God has done everything to bring us in. We have a new life and, you know, we really need to charge this year with that in mind. Don't just waddle on into this year. Time is getting shorter and shorter. The end is coming. I, I'm not one of those doom and gloom preachers, okay? But I do understand that time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Every day, I can say this with all certainty, we come one day closer to the coming of Christ. Can I say that? Okay, I'm not giving you dates. Now in 1993, okay, or whatever, 2015, none of that stuff, but I can guarantee you we're one day closer. Oh, ho, ho. And we've been, uh, the way I see it is we've been gifted another day. I believe we're in overtime. This is just my thought, okay? This is not that said the Bible or God or anything. This is just that said Rosh, okay? I, I just reckon we're in overtime. I reckon about 23 years ago, something should have happened. Well, calendars got mixed up, so I don't know where we are right now. But I always feel like we're kind of in overtime right now. And so things need to happen. Listen, this is why I'm telling you this. Things need to happen quickly, and don't be surprised when things happen quickly. If God changes all the rules so that you can get something. <laughs> so that things come like they never have before. Because time is growing short. And people say, yeah, brother. Yeah, we're the remnant. We're just the few that's going to make it in. You know, don't stop doing stuff like that. Because that is a lie from hell. Do you know why? Because the Bible says, until my enemies are made my footstools, I won't come back. There's not going to be a few people doing that. There's going to be a lot of us. But we need to get our act together, move forward so that we can bring the rest in. We've got to stop having this elitist mentality and understand that God is wanting the entire body to be glorified, to put its foot on the devil, and for the devil to go, please go away, please rapture. You are causing me all kind of grief. <laughs> you got all the ones that have said yes to you. That's enough. Go now. Is what should be happening. Not us going, oh, take us, Lord. Oh, it's too hard down here. Take us. Amen. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> I want to give you this, you know, because you need to understand the position that we're in. 
why the devil can't get us, get at us. Psalm 91 verse 1. <laughs> I love this. It says, he or she who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You dwelling there? That's where we are to live. In the secret place. Remember, we're in God. Do you know that's the secret place? We are in God. It's the secret place of the Most High. It says, it goes and they say, shall abide or find rest under the shadow of the Almighty. Ooh, hallelujah. Boy, the protection that we have. It's not just power, we've got protection. God is looking after us. There is absolutely no reason why we shouldn't forge ahead, seek first the kingdom of God, His righteousness. Amen. So many people say, well, I don't know, man. Just I got all these problems. You have no idea what you have living on the inside of you and where you're living. You're living on the inside of God as well. Wow. So I've said here, because we are in Christ, we, now, we are now brand new creations. So much so that whatever past failures we've had or whatever mistakes we've made, the scriptures assure us that they've all passed away. They've all passed. Can you just let them pass away? You know, we, <laughs> one of the things the devil does, he'll resurrect your sin. And he comes out of the grave. <laughs> and it's going to, you know, and it'll, it'll hound you. It'll haunt you. It'll cause you to stop and look back instead of forward. And it will do something that we don't realize it's doing. And that is stopping us doing what God asks us to do. Because guilt, condemnation, and all those things hold us back. When the cross of Christ was more than enough, it paid for everything and said, we're resetting this. If you confess, if you acknowledge your sin, that's all that, 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 that God asks of us. Just to acknowledge the thing. Because he already knew. He was there. Embarrassing much. But okay, he knew all he needs to do is for you to acknowledge it. And then he does something. He forgives you and cleanses you. Amen. He just hits the reset button on you. And takes you right out of whatever, whatever the devil had planned for you. Whatever trap he set for you. Everything is sprung. And you're pulled right out of it. But the problem we have. And this is a big problem. Is that we remember things. And the memory of it hounds us. Can I get an amen? I'm just being real here, okay? Because easy for me to say and all. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that say, easier said than done. Okay, I get it. I get it. I, I, just, I love that the Apostle John says, if we confess our sins. Now, I don't know what that man could have ever done that's a sin. But you know, he knows enough to say we. He didn't say enough of you because I'm perfect. They tried to kill me, they can't. No. <laughs> the only reason they couldn't is because he was so honest. He was so open. Do you know what the, the secret to a successful life is? Do you all know what, what that is? Fellowship with God. Because when you're fellowshipping with God... There's an honesty there. You, you don't try to hide things from him. 
He's just going there and going, I messed up. He goes, I know. <laughs> he goes, you telling me about it helps me fix it and counsel you over it and give you wisdom for the next time and give you strength that only comes from me so that you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The next time the thing comes at you and you won't be the same person. And I pray that you realize that every time God strengthens you a little bit more, gives you a little bit more wisdom, and one day you'll be strong enough to break free. Amen. But only if you just keep going back to Him. I love what, one, some, what someone once said. said, whenever you sin, run to God, not from Him. But I don't blame people you know, that run from Him because of all the stuff preachers preach. You worry he's going to burn you up and, you know, do an Ananias and Sapphira on you. You know why that happened to them? Because <laughs> don't kill me, Lord. You know why? Because uh, there was unrepented sin. Mm. Now, you know, let me just say this as well. God's not looking for perfect people. We should be pursuing perfection, but he's not looking for perfect people. Listen to me. You need to get the duality of this. While we pursue perfection, I'll give you some scriptures in a minute, okay? But you need to understand that he's not looking for it to work through you. He knows who you are. He knows all the mistakes you've made. You don't need to mention any of it to him. He was there. He knows. And he also knows what the cross did. And he knows that it washed you clean. And he knows that whatever it is that is trying to hold you back, as far as he's concerned, doesn't exist anymore. What you've got to do is deal with it. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. All right, we'll get, we need to get there quickly. All right. <laughs> I, I love first beat, you know, Pete. He had a few problems, didn't he? You know, he just, just always doing things. And even when Jesus said, everybody's going to betray me. Yeah, I know the mother leaven, man. I get it. <laughs> but you and me, Jesus, just the two of us, we'll get through this. And he says, Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me? He goes, no, I would never do that. Later on, he's swearing and denying him and, <laughs> and everything. You know, which is the reason why... Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? I, I think that's really significant. Absolutely. He denied him and three times, and then he said he loved him three times, and he just, one by one, it was axing them down. Hallelujah. Your, what you say out of your mouth matters. Amen. And he writes, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's an exclamation mark here, okay? He says, by his great mercy, he has given us a new birth. I, 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 you, know, you know what I like to read in there? He has given me a new birth. Oh, and you too, okay? <laughs> so he put us. All right, but understand something. He needed this. He says he has given us a new birth into a living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope. This is real. It is alive. Amen. And he says, into a living hope. Where am I? Yeah. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, this is why it's a living hope. He says, because Jesus rose from the dead. Which means everything he said was true. Which means I've got a living hope. Which means I've got a new beginning. Hallelujah. Notice again. He says, a new birth. He has given us a new birth into a living hope. 
This is, you know, Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 spoke about this. It was things to come. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. It says, and I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. Wow. He says, I will take away their hearts of stone. And uh, This is from the New Living Translation. It is one of the best translations for this verse. It says, and I will give them tender hearts. You know, it says heart of flesh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay. But, I, but this is so much more descriptive. I'll take a stony heart out of them and give them a tender heart. Amen. Do you know why this is true? Because he says, be kind one to another. Tender hearted. I think it's uh, Ephesians 4.32, something like that. All right. This is where the tenderheartedness comes from. That's why I believe that this scripture is more correct in the New Living Translation because that is what he did. That's the miracle. He gave us soft hearts and tender hearts so we can love each other. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul had such a mighty revelation of this new beginning <clears throat> that he writes in Galatians chapter 6, verse 15. I really like this because he says, For in Christ... In Christ. We're back to in Christ, okay? Remember? All right. He says, remember, if anyone is in Christ, all right? He says, for in Christ, Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails or means anything. He said, doesn't matter all the fleshly stuff. He says, but a new creation. That's on the inside. He said, it, all this outside stuff doesn't matter. In Christ, what matters is that you are new on the inside. Amen? I really, I'm, I'm bringing to you a, a message of newness today. I really need you to receive this and allow that newness to guide you and allow that newness to be what drives you. Not all your past memories holding you back. I told you time is short. We need to get on with it. Stop feeling sorry for ourselves and get on with it. You made mistakes. Okay, you made a mistake. Welcome to the human race. Get on with it. Boy, it's not good counseling. Yeah, well, you know, when, when the ship is sinking and you need to jump out, you can't counsel a person. You don't have time to counsel a person into the lifeboat. You just throw him in. You stay, you die. <laughs> Go now. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, I, it, don't get me wrong. I know there is enormous merit in counseling and so on and so forth. And uh, there is a place for that. But, you know, some days, you know, dear God, we need to move. We need to get going. Hallelujah. And allow the Holy Spirit, the great counselor, to talk to us as we go forward. I think sometimes we're waiting to go, we're waiting to get counseled before we go forward. Can I suggest this to you? Go forward, you get counseled. <laughs> Somebody said that the most healing thing you can do is get yourself off your mind. I don't know, I always ministered to me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 23, 24. We want to bring this to an end. Ephesians chapter 4, in verses 23 and 24, the Apostle Paul says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Notice, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know, there's a certain spirit about us. And we need to renew that if it's a negative attitude, if it's a always the glass is half empty attitude, we need to renew that. That spirit, you know, this is talking about, you know, like there's a spirit about you. 
You know what I'm trying to say? You know, the spirit of the core, you know, those, like, like if you're in the Navy or the Army or whatever. You know, they have such a, a, a pride in, in who they are and what they belong to. And should, we belong to the greatest army in the universe. We've got angels and dear God, all sorts of stuff working for us. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> come here. <laughs> Let me slap that out. <laughs> no, I won't do that. But, you know, we just need to realize that we're not some little ragtag little group. Now, some like to preach that. Some like to get all Elijah on us. I'm the only one that's doing this. And then God says, oh, there's another 800 or 8,000 or whatever. A whole bunch of others doing it too. Don't get into that kind of mentality. Amen? He says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24, that you put on the new man. You put on the new man. Notice new again. You put on the new man. You know, because the old one is always trying to hang around. <laughs> Can I get an amen? You need to put this one on. And like the black people say, put it on. Yeah, okay. You just You got to put it on. Watch, he says, put on the new man which was created according to God. This is not some, you know, substandard thing. This is created according to God. That's, that was the standard. God. Why don't you want to put it on? You know, isn't this incredible that he says, put on the new man that was, notice again, that was created according to God, and he says, put on the whole armor of God as well. We have a new man and all of this, a new man and armor that all comes from God. Don't we have the deck stacked in our favor? Amen. I have to say amen to that. Nobody else. No, <laughs> no you guys are saying it. They can't hear it. Okay. <laughs> and he says, in true righteousness, and I want to add the word true Holiness. Oh, this is where the real righteousness is. This is not the filthy rags righteousness. This is the real thing. True righteousness and true holiness. It's who you are in here that God is seeing. Are you all with me? Now you know. All the other stuff matters, but what's on the inside is what really counts. That's where the true righteousness is. That's where the true holiness is. And notice again, he says that you put that on. You put on that new man. You put on that new woman that was created according to God. Amen? Which means it will never fail. So, what do we need to do? Philippians chapter 3. You know we were going there, right? I made enough references to it. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to read in verses 13 and 14. He says, forgetting those things which are behind. This is something that you have to do. Nobody else can do this for you. You've got to let go of your past. He says, forget. do you know what forgetting is? It means you don't remember. Forgetting is when you run out the door. And you forget to bring the keys with you. And you lock yourself out. That's forgetting. You can't go back. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You've got to move on. 
You know, we, 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 we do that. We, we, we constantly revisit things. And the devil makes sure that whatever victory he has got in our life, he'll make sure that you revisit it over and over again so that you don't move forward. Because while you're looking back, you know, have you ever seen a runner? It's a funny thing. Have you ever seen a runner turn around and start looking back as they're running forward? You know what happens next? Tree. <laughs> or some other person. You know, whatever it is. It ain't good. You can't run this race looking back. You've got to focus forward. And whatever's behind you is behind you. And needs to be left back there. Under the blood. Amen? And you move forward in the knowledge that, remember, you know, this is always something that I, I saw in the way David confessed his sin to God, you know, for the murder of Uriah and everything else that he did related to that. And he says, God, I've sinned against you. I think that's incredible. See, he understood who he sinned against and he understood who would forgive him and the only opinion that really counted. See, sometimes we look to people to exonerate us. And if they're doing the right thing, they will do that. But people have a horrible tendency to remember things. Somebody, can somebody get an amen? You know? And so even though God forgets, but they remember. I remember when you... And you go, well, thank you very much. Whatever you sow, you reap, you know. Don't sow that stuff. <laughs> Whoever's pointing a finger at you, tell them don't, you don't want to reap on that. Okay? Because when God has forgiven you, then it's a sin for them to bring it up. Did you get what I just said? Because they're disrespecting the blood. They're disrespecting the cross. They're disrespecting what God has done. Because they are stopping what God is trying to do through this person while you are you know, causing them to remember their sin and keep him there. God is trying to get him to forget and move on. Are you all here? So who do you listen to? G-O-D. People don't know how to spell that. It's God. Okay. That's <laughs> capital G. All right. Do you understand? And yes, it is hard sometimes when people don't let go. You need to let go of them. Yeah, but they're related. <laughs> oh, that becomes even more difficult. Then you have to have long-suffering and patience. And Have you ever wondered why you need all of that? Now I'm giving you a reason. You just love them anyway and keep going forward and say, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I've got, I've got a job to do. I'm sorry I did that. I did apologize. And if you didn't, apologize, okay? But apologize. But the thing is, once you do, you know how many times can you say sorry? You've got to move on. We need you back in the fight. Amen? We each have a job to do. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 4.16, we do not lose heart. Oh, wait, I didn't finish with Philippians 3. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal. You know, it's a press. It's a fight. Because he's just told us why it's a fight. Because of all the things that are behind. Because everything is trying to pull you back. It is a fight to move forward. 
You have to fight people, your feelings, the devil, dear God, I don't know what else, but there are other things in there somewhere. You got to fight all of that to keep going forward and do your best and give your best without any of it being allowed to turn around and go in another direction. Heart and soul, baby, everything, you got to just give it all. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Don't keep looking back. Love Him and move forward. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and that's why it says for the prize of the upward call or high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, even though it's making mistakes and messing up and whatever. Okay, I'm just going to add those things. It's not there. It's not in the Greek. I just added it. <laughs> I'll tell you when things are in the Greek. <laughs> that was just me adding a few things, which I think are appropriate right now. But I've noticed, I want you to notice something here. It says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man, the inward woman, is being renewed day by day. Do you know you are being re-strengthened every single day? You are new. Every morning there's something new about you. And if you tap into God, you start feeling that newness. Hallelujah. And it's not the same old you. It's somebody new. Hallelujah. Amen. You thought you knew me? I'm changed now. That was yesterday. That was so yesterday. I'm a brand new creation today, even more than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I'll be even more than I was today. And every day, I will go from glory to glory, strength to strength, and faith to faith. Mountains better watch out. Amen? If you're in the wrong place, you're moving. <laughs> I love Job 8-7 because, you know, this is where the devil says, Well, you know, you know how small you are? You, you quote this verse to him. Put, put, I know it says, though your beginning was small, your letter end shall greatly increase. You say, though my beginning was small, and though it might be small today, tomorrow it will be greater. There is great increase coming for me. And tomorrow, this great increase of today will be my tomorrow's small beginning. Amen. Amen. And so I'll have a greater increase the next day. And then that will be my small beginning. To have a greater... Do you see what I'm saying here? Glory to glory. Don't ever get stuck anywhere. Okay? Keep moving forward. Hallelujah. That's what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6. Latter half of verse 4. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. You know, he talks about all the old stuff. And so even so, regardless of all of that, we should walk in newness of life. Of life that is God's will for us amen with this coming year I want you to press forward forget the past know that the, the cross of Christ was more than enough yeah but you don't know what I did yeah but you don't still realize what the cross did still don't get it you need a revelation of that and that can that can only come through fellowship with God not apart from him. Amen. Do you know why? Because you realize how much he loves you. How much he wants to do something with you. And wants you to shine and move forward. And be everything that he created you to be. He's such a proud daddy up there. He's got such high hopes for you. Such great plans for you. 
How do you know that? Well, here's our last scripture. John chapter 14, verse 12. You all know this one. This is what he's looking for. Most assuredly, Jesus says, I say to you, he who believes in me. Do you believe? Do you believe? This is up to you. You can, you know, if you don't want to believe, forget about it. It ain't going to work. Somebody said, we don't believe in that stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can tell. It ain't working for you. <laughs> you know, this stuff only works for those who believe. Like they seem like proud that they don't believe in some stuff. I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, and he says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, he or she who believes in me, the works that I do, he or she will also do. I could share on things. The things that Jesus did came from compassion. He always looked and said, it ain't right. It shouldn't be that way. They're hungry. We'll feed them. They're about to drown. I'll walk on water and fix it. <laughs> it just kind of, <laughs> I love the way he does things. There's a woman. Her only son has died. The funeral procession is going. He stops the whole thing. Raises the son back from the dead. Gives it back to his mother. He, he just, this is what Jesus is saying. The works that I do, you will do also. You see something going wrong, you're going to have the power to change something. But it needs to be in the will of God. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, then we know, we know, we know that whatever we ask, we have. This is 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. We have those things that we desire of Him. Amen? There's no question about it. But it has to be His will. We are so busy trying to do stuff outside of His will. We make a mess of things. And then we get people using that stupidity against something that should be happening. And He didn't stop there. He said, and greater works. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? Go get the whole cemetery comes up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? We're not even anywhere close to it. But this is what he wants. That's why he started the whole sentence with assuredly. He's saying, I'm telling you the truth. You're not going to believe this and a whole bunch of religion is going to come and preach it out of you. But I'm telling you right now, right this moment in time. I'm assuring you that not only will you do the stuff I did, but you'll do greater works than I. That I've done because I'm going to the Father. Because a new covenant is coming. Because a new age is dawning. Hallelujah. Something else is coming. Ooh. Amen. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand to flight. Keep multiplying that out. What should we be doing right now? Let's pray about that. Amen. Let's not look so much as what we get but what we might need to get in order to do. Not just so we can get and lounge. We get so we can get this thing done. So we can make his enemies his footstools. And we can go triumphant. The glorious church that Paul talks about. Without spot, without blemish. It's a pain to the devil. Amen? And Jesus says, that's what I died for. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for this new beginning, and we thank you, Lord, for all that you've shared with us, and we understand it is up to us. We need to make the decision. Today, we choose to serve the Lord. We choose life. We choose you, God, over everything else, over our past, our mistakes, anything else. We choose you. Hallelujah. We choose to love you. We choose to honor you. We choose to worship you with our life. Because you rewarded us with yours. Hallelujah. You gave up everything for us. And we thank you. You did that not so that you demand everything from us. But so that we could be a part of your kingdom and do everything that needed to be done without any hindrances. Hallelujah. Help us to be strong in you. Help us to get closer to you. Help us to love you in ways that we have only imagined. And that love of God is what will cause us to be more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.